G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. One of the greatest lies the devil loves telling us is that really we aren't worthy of God's love. And what's more, we never will be. If he can make us think we aren't who God says we are, bingo, he wins. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program as we continue taking a look at some of Satan's great lies from a different perspective. Have you ever found yourself doubting yourself, who you are, what you're capable of? Do you ever find yourself wondering whether God actually loves you, whether given the hash you made of things just last night, he's really going to forgive you this time, whether you're in the right place doing what you should be, whether God has a plan for your life, a destiny for your future? Do you ever find yourself doubting that, well, you know, that list of questions, that list of doubts, I'd be really surprised if at least one or two of those didn't strike a bit of a chord with you. I heard someone say recently that these days when it comes to God, it's not so much guilt that many people experience, it's, it's uncertainty. It kind of makes sense. We, we live in a world where these days just about anything goes. If it feels good, you do it. So whereas in the past people had a different moral code, something given us by, I believe, God, Today, we don't have that same sense of right and wrong. So we don't experience guilt so much as the thing that ultimately convinces us that we need a relationship with Jesus. But that's been replaced by a sense of uncertainty. In a world full of so many choices, in a world where indeed anything does go, in a world where we're told you can have it all, our experience is much more a sense of uncertainty about our worth, about the direction our life's headed in. In my experience, that applies almost equally to those who don't yet know Jesus personally and those that do. It may sound a little bit odd. Shouldn't Christians be free from doubts about who they really are and where their lives are headed? Well, you'd think so. After all, in in some respects, that'd be the whole point. But in my experience, many aren't. Just the other day, a woman posted this on my blog. She said, I feel that God doesn't seem to want to help me for reasons I can't understand. I pray and I pray and I pray and nothing ever seems to happen. Nothing ever seems to go right. Or if it does and I finally get the answer, suddenly something else bad happens again. I try my hardest to serve him and to love him, but things seem to go from bad to worse. I realise that God isn't Santa Claus and that he's required to give me everything I want. But it's frustrating when your prayers don't seem to be answered the way they are for everyone else. And when people who just couldn't care less about God get the great life, I I want victory, but I just don't know what else I'm supposed to do. God seems to be unpleasable. Now, okay, Robin is going through some really difficult times, but often that's when we start questioning God. What's going on? Is there something wrong with me? Why aren't you answering my prayers? The questions go on and on. We all have them from time to time. They're they're perfectly natural. And here's the thing. 
There's a spiritual dimension to this. Absolutely there is. If our enemy, the devil, can convince us that things aren't right with God, if he can convince us that God's forgotten us, that he's not on our case, that he's unpleasable, if the enemy can convince us that really God should be like Santa Claus and he's just not delivering, can you see how destructive that's going to be? Man, if Satan can just sow enough doubt in someone's mind that God is unpleasable, that we can never be worthy, that we can never match up to God's standards, then can you see how the devil wins? This is one of the huge lies that he perpetrates. And actually, it's the lie that lies at the heart of Robin's problem. Her symptoms are the questions she's asking, but the uncertainty she has, the anguish she feels, the pain is a symptom. It's always a symptom. Pain always points to disease. And in Robin's case, the disease is that she doesn't know who she really is in Christ. She believes in Jesus. She just doesn't know what honour and blessing and status that confers on her. If she knew that, God right there amidst her trials would be healing her disease. Consider this powerful truth. It's a scripture that you don't often hear quoted, and yet it talks about the sharp contrast between the world's standards and God's wisdom in choosing us to be his people. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 25. For God's foolishness is actually wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. Consider your own core, brothers and sisters. Not many of you are wise by human standards. Not many of you are powerful. Not many of you are noble by birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, in order to reduce to nothing the things that are, so that no one might boast in the presence of God. He is the source of your life in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption in order that, as it's written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Do you see how Robin's operating by the world's standards? Now, I'm not being critical of her at all. We all do this naturally. We look at who we are, our circumstances, where our life's headed or not headed, and we analyse up and decide we're a mess. We're not worth it. God comes along and says this, I didn't choose you because you were some superstar. I didn't choose you because you're rich or noble by birth. I chose you because I love you. The world may not have chosen you. The world may think me a fool for having chosen you. But I chose you to shame and confound those who think themselves wise. I chose you, the weak, to show my glory through you. So when people start to see the strength you have in your suffering, when they see how you overcome your suffering, they'll see me in all my glory. That's what God's saying here through this scripture. Now let me ask you something. With all the doubts and the questions and the uncertainties that perhaps you've experienced in your life, does that give you a whole new perspective? Does that completely change things for you? The moment, the instant we come to grips with the truth, the truth that God is with us, the truth that we've been chosen by him, the truth that Jesus is the source of our life and our forgiveness and our right standing with God, our uncertainty in our wimpers turned into a boast, a boast in the Lord. Look at what Jesus has done for me. I was weak. He came in my life. I'm strong. I was lost and now I'm found. Circumstances become irrelevant. Our failures, our weaknesses, the apparent directionlessness of our lives become totally irrelevant because in Christ we have a new life. In Christ we are set free. In Christ we have a future and a hope and a solid foundation. He is the rock on which we stand. 
So when the devil comes sowing seeds of doubt about who we are really in Christ, we can boldly proclaim that we didn't receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but we've received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Father, it's that very Holy Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we're children, then we're heirs. Heirs, and in fact, joint heirs with Jesus, since we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. If God's for us, who can be against us? He, he didn't withhold his own son, but he gave him up for all of us. Won't he also give us everything else? Who's going to bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who's going to condemn us? It's Jesus Christ who died and was raised again, who's at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No! In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. The Word of God is alive and active, amen, with the power to transform your life to help you be all that God made you to be. And that's what the Fresh Daily Devotional is all about. It's completely free and I'd love to send it to you. Each day you'll receive a life-changing scripture together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement from me delivered right to your inbox where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. Remember, God's Word is the power to change and it's fresh for you each day. You can subscribe to receive your free daily devotional at freshdevotional.org or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional if that works better for you. Again, that's freshdevotional.org or 1-300-722-415. My prayer is that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through the power of His Word. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again, same time tomorrow, with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.